0: Hi, I'm Terrell Turner, the host of the Business Talk Library. And today I have a guest on, Blake Vins. And I will say I have learned a quite a bit from watching his podcast and watching his posting strategy on LinkedIn. So it is an honor to have him on the show. Welcome to the show, Blake. Hey, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Blake, like I said, we met via LinkedIn, which I, I think is a great resource. Um how often are you meeting people via LinkedIn or before coronavirus were you out <laughs> meeting people face to face
1: Yeah you know it's funny I um it, you know my days are so strange because it's like so typically in the morning I'm I'm a coffee guy so I'm typically out meeting people grabbing coffee Um, you know, one of the things I talk about, like in the business world is like nurturing relationships. So I'm not just like meeting new people. I'm often like, you know, and we all do this, you know, you get out, you, you haven't talked to someone in a while. So you grab coffee, catch up, how are the kids, how are things going? So I would, I would find myself doing that in the morning. And then in the afternoon, I was basically on LinkedIn, uh, meeting people and just sending, uh, you know, connection requests. Hey, would love to connect. You seem awesome. You know, just like you would do in person. And so now it's this weird, uh, I call it weird. Cause I just never expected to spend my time this way. Uh, cause I honestly like I, I, man, I, I hate social media. I mean, I really do not like social media. I don't like being on it. I don't like spending time on it. And really what I learned, and I'm just going to go ahead and take sides here. Really what I learned was that I hate Facebook. Got LinkedIn, it. I love, it's been amazing. Um, probably about whenever i so i started my business in october of 2018 in february i really started getting active on linkedin and i started just reaching out to people and i had a guy actually who he reached out to me and said hey i noticed you're new on the platform here's some other really great professionals you should reach out to and just say hey to and so I started doing that and I had this one lady by the name of Kristen Sherry who was like, hey, let's let's have like a digital meetup. Let's talk. Let's see kind of what's going on. And from there, I've just kind of built this tribe on LinkedIn of people, I mean, dozens of people who I would call friends, who I would call if I had a problem, who I've never met in person uh, but they're getting pictures of my baby, my newborn. I mean, we're t- we're swapping stories. You know, we're telling stories about like the obnoxious DM we got from like a salesperson. Um, it's been pretty incredible to kind of build this tribe online, with again people that I've never met before. You know, it's just um, it's been a weird, surreal deal. So to answer your original question. Uh, I would say originally probably about 30% of my networking time was spent on LinkedIn. I'd say probably 70 to 80% now is on LinkedIn just because it's so much quicker. It's so much more efficient. Uh, And strangely enough, I'm able to kind of cut through the BS and get right to connecting with someone more online than I've been able to do in person.
0: Gotcha. gotcha. Now, have you found that, I guess what, is it that the the platform itself has matured or just has it been, you've just gotten more comfortable with the platform or is it kind of a combination of both?
1: So it feels like, it feels like, and this is, I'm just talking about here and now. And so I, I don't know really what it was like five years ago. You know, you'll hear people talk about, oh, I've been on LinkedIn since 2010 and it's so different now. Um, and I don't know what it's going to be like in the future. Cause you have people like Gary V who are like, you know, this, there's a timetable on this, um, and it's, it's going to expire quicker than you think. What I will say is here and now it feels like LinkedIn, there is a community of professionals who are just so, um, there's a bit of a business swagger there. I mean, people are, they're, they're so good at bringing their professional self to the table and they cut out a bit of the fluff that you get on Facebook. And so a friend of mine by the name of Erin Sanchez, she does uh, digital marketing and copywriting. We like to joke about how Facebook is really like where you post like your funny cat memes, <laughs> your viral videos. And not that you can't put that on LinkedIn, not that you can't make someone laugh on LinkedIn, but I, I don't know if there's the same level of substance that is on Facebook um, I don't know if you get that on Facebook or these other social media platforms. Like for me, part of my content strategy is I'm just like posting advice, I'm just posting insights. And the number of people who get exposed to that is astronomically higher than anything I post on Facebook. And the quality of the responses I get, again, because these are all professionals, I feel like on LinkedIn, I can actually engage with people, I can have real conversations, real dialogue. Um, whereas on Facebook, it's like, you know, I don't know that one creepy person that you don't even know how you became friends and they have a problem with everything that you said. And so that's kind of like my roundabout way of being pro LinkedIn and just saying, yeah, I mean, I've just, I've just had, it's just been different and I, I can't quite put my finger on it, but it's just been different.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So now tell us a little bit about, you know, your business, I mean, your, your coaching business and any other adventures that you have going on right now.
1: So, um, you know, it's, it's funny because I, when you say other ventures, like I, I feel like I have my hands involved in a lot of things, but it, it all comes back to really what I'm passionate about is I'm helping people really bring to fruition what they're dreaming about with their business. And I, and I don't say that out of fluffiness. I don't say that out of like, you know, um, promising you the world and you can finally have your dream job or anything like that. But I've noticed there's people who they are so in love with their business idea, but they're not quite sure of how to make it something sustainable. Or maybe they've, you know, they've been working on their business for the past decade. And it just, it feels like they're still, it's like the magic that was there day one, you know, it's year eight, nine or 10. Now they're still working 60 to 80 hours a week. They're still just trying to make ends meet. And it's people who are thinking, you know, man, there has to be a better way to make this work. And so, with my business, what I do for a living is essentially I come in as a coach and as a consultant, and I, I try to show people really the the um, I, I strip away the fluff, you know, the academic research, the theory crafting on business, and we get right to how do you run and grow a sustainable business. And so, in terms of the ways that I do that, the projects that I'm involved in, you know, I have very literally I have actual coaching clients but I also have like nonprofits that are local to me that I'm I'm dedicating time to. You know, I work I was literally up right for this call. I was on a call with a nonprofit um partnering with our our local university here and we were just talking about ways for that nonprofit to really take their business model and grow it into something sustainable. Um I have a Facebook group that has over 200 people in it who are just entrepreneurs and they're just trying I mean man they are they are They're running the gun, just trying to make it happen. Uh, And then I have a podcast where I'm, you know, it's probably not as awesome as your podcast, but it's a podcast where I'm just, I literally, I jump on the microphone, I bring a guest on, or maybe I'm just solo on the microphone and I'm just talking about business. I'm talking about, man, how do you really get customers who love what you sell, uh, how do you sell something and not lose your soul in the process? You know, these yeah. are pain points that people really, you know, they love their business, but it's like, geez, I can't ask someone to give me money for this. Like, I feel mm-hmm. awkward about it. Or or even like, you know, hey, I need to hire someone. How the heck do I hire someone and not, you know, not, it not be a total train wreck from like a management perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, all of these things are things that I'm really passionate about. And it's something that I've been very blessed to be gifted in and to have a really um, direct ideology on. And so I just like to, you know, one of the taglines I use for my business is, you know, I'm called good advice is the business name. And I like to say, there's no fluff here. It's just good advice, you know, because again, when we, when you and I sit down and talk, I'm not going to walk you through, you know, Hey, the last 50 years of business, the the ethics of business, the economics of business, we're not going to talk about supply and demand. We're literally going to talk about, okay, how do you get from point A to point Mm B and actually make money for your business? Um, you know, and actually grow this thing to something meaningful. And so, you know, I feel like I'm also kind of a talker. It's probably why I have my own podcast. And so, probably every question you ask me, I'm going to have like this long drawn out answer for it. Um, but man, my heart, the, the thing that drives me every day is I want to move the needle for someone. Um, that's what gets me up in the morning. It's what energizes me. It's what makes me happy. Um, funny story. Before I started my business, I was actually working for a corporate consulting company as an executive coach. And so we were working with corporations that were local here to us, and not even just local, just national. We're talking Fortune 500s, where I was doing management, where I was doing strategy, and I was helping these people understand how to grow their businesses better, how to run their businesses better, but it didn't have the soul, it didn't have the heart that I now get to experience with these smaller businesses that, you know, it's, it's kind of like, um, and then nothing, not like there's anything wrong with corporations. Not like there's anything wrong with these bigger companies. Uh, but often you can kind of just check the box or kind of just tune out to actually being aggressive with growing your business. And, um, I guess it was around two years ago. I was like, man, we have these corporations that are so profitable for the business, (laughs) but really what energizes me are these tiny you know, I say tiny. I mean, some of these are, you know, $50 million companies, but compared to, you know, like a multi-billion dollar company, it's tiny. But these companies that are just so energized around growing, about creating a better customer experience, those are the things that really get me up in the morning um, and what led me to starting my own business, to starting Good Advice.
0: So Awesome. Now, something you mentioned that that I'd like to go back to where you talked about, you know, just the the fluff of the theory and kind of the textbook. Um, In your experience, I mean, have you come across many clients that, you know, part of the reason they are stuck is because they're trying to implement a textbook strategy or they're trying to implement some type of theoretical approach and they just keep hitting a wall?
1: Yeah. I mean, the funny thing about, and, and here's the deal, there's nothing wrong with what's in the textbook. There's nothing wrong with, you know, the, the theory of business. There, there's plenty of time tested proven principles that if you, if you go out and you buy a textbook on business, you, you are going to get some really relevant, great concepts in there. The thing that's really funny to me though, is that the biggest problem, the biggest roadblock that business owners have is It's something that I you know it, I lovingly call it blind spots, and you know we all we all have it, but Harvard Business Review did a study on how many people think that they are self-aware and actually are self-aware, and the number is really scary. the number of people who are actually self-aware is only ten to fifteen percent wow. so like I mean, and I don't, I'm not even saying that, you know, just because I'm talking about it now, I'm suddenly self-aware. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm in that 85 to 90% who's blissfully ignorant to our business. Mm-hmm. And the best way to understand this is there's a great book. It's called E-Myth Revisited. All of your listeners need to listen to it or need to read it. It's an awesome, awesome book. Okay. And it's basically just on how do you, how do you take a business that's failing and grow it into something sustainable? And, um, I had a, I had a guy who reached out to me and he said, Hey, I'm looking for a great book that I could just give me some direction for my business. And I said, you got to check out the e-myth. And he said, he told me a little bit more about his business and he had been in business for probably two or three years, was really struggling, could not make ends meet. Uh, was so trapped in the day to day management and planning of his business that he was never taking any time to actually step outside of the business and really wow. think about like the strategy of where he was going. Now these are all concepts that are actually in EMyth revisited. And so sometimes when I'm when I'm talking with someone and I realize we, we probably aren't going to work together, I still want to hand off quite a few resources for that person. So I said, you got to check out E Myth, and hey, I'll even buy the book for you. Wow. And he said, Oh, I already read that book. It's a load of crap. <laughs> and I, I, which shocked me. It shocked me because if, if you were to ask the experts like a top 10 list of, biz, of business books, you would get books like um, Good to Great. You would get uh, books like uh, Never Split the Difference, uh, which is a negotiation book. Uh, you would, you maybe even get some more um, other books like uh, Think and Grow Rich or Rich Dad, Poor Dad, or um, uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. But you would always absolutely get E-Myth Revisited. It's like just known as an incredible business book. Mm-hmm. So I'm shocked that he's telling me this book's a load of crap. And I said, well, what do you not like about it? He's like, I already read it. It's total crap. I said, okay, what, do you, what did you not like about it? And he goes, it was not relevant to me in the slightest. Wow, Which made me laugh. And I don't remember his name. We'll just call him Phil. It's, it seems like a Phil kind of person. No offense to your <laughs> listeners whose name is Phil. Not your fault. But so I'm like, Phil, this book is literally exactly about your situation. How do you think it wasn't applicable to you? and what i realized it's not that the concept isn't tried and true it's that he lacks the self-awareness of recognizing you know when you open a book and you read it and you go oh my gosh that's me gotcha. you know it's like these it's like these moments it's like um you know it's it's like it's like when you're in the grocery store and you see a husband who's like being critical to their wife and they're like why did you pick that up why did you or you know what are you doing we're not doing that and it's very demeaning and condescending And you're like geez what a marriage and then you get home and you do the exact same thing to your spouse you know it's it's we lack self-awareness so much that you know it's not that these concepts aren't meaningful it's that we're so in denial with ourselves as to what's actually keeping us from being uh successful and so great example I had, a, um, I had a guy who I worked with who he had a, really no means of acquiring new customers. He didn't have a website, didn't have any kind of client funnel whatsoever. Really, the oh. clients he had were just people who were walking in the door. Okay. And so one of the things we talked about, I said, okay, if you want to really grow your business, first of all, you need to get a website. You, got to, you need to create some kind of funnel to get customers that doesn't involve you physically having to go out and like you know shake people and convince them, please come to my business. And in having this conversation with this guy, he was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make it happen. And something like six months down the road, he hadn't made any progress. He hadn't actually done it. Is the issue the recommendation or is the issue that this person lacks the discipline to actually walk through the strategy that they need to to make their business more productive and successful. But we don't always like to look at that person. We don't always like to look in the mirror and realize, oh crap, it's really not the economy. It's not, you know, whatever political is in control. It's really not, you know, whatever other excuse we might throw out there. Really, it's me. And the sooner we recognize that, now when we pick up a textbook and read a book, it's like, oh, now I understand the concept. Got it. Getting back to your original question, the reason that I don't take that approach of sort of regurgitating knowledge is because my job as an effective coach is to peel back that blind spot, to peel back that layer You know, I had someone one time who was like, man, Blake, you must be an incredible, your clients must love you because you just encourage them all day. And I was (laughs) like, man, that would be awesome if that was my job. If I was like, you know, your cheerleader, if you were paying me just to tell you how great you were, that'd be a sweet gig. Really what's happening is, you know, I had a client, for example, who we were talking about someone he had to let go Mm -hmm. and this person who just wasn't getting it. And my job in this conversation was realizing that, this boss, the reason they had to let go of this employee is because over the last 12 to 18 months, they had never had an honest conversation with their employee on how that person needed to improve. They, and, and so then the boss is saying, "Well, they just can't get it. It's just not clicking for them." So then my job as an effective coach is not to give them, "Hey, go read this book on management. Mm-hmm. It's to be very candid and honest in the moment and say, "Hey, that person who failed in your business, it was partially their fault. Mm-hmm. but it majorly, you know, majorly was your fault and your inability to lead and your inability to coach and develop your people. So now let's talk about that piece so that the next hire is a great hire, that it's mm-hmm. someone who is going to do great for your business. Um, you know, that's kind of my style. I really prefer that we, we cut straight through the BS and get right at it. Um, and so again, it's, it's not like there's anything wrong with textbooks, it's not like there's anything wrong with like theory, anything like that. I just, you know, for me, it's let's actually talk about the practical, tangible steps you need to take to make your business more profitable. Um, you know, there's really nothing I'm going to say that, that, you know, all that to say. Otherwise, I would just say, hey, here's a book. Go read that. So, gotcha. Um Man, I, I'm sorry that I'm talking so long. I, you know, I, it's, <laughs> no, you're good, man. It's all
0: it's all good information. Cause I,
1: I think I'm used to always being on the other side of it, where I just <laughs> listen. So now, like, it's like I'm I'm bringing balance to the force, and so now I can finally like say everything I've been thinking in terms of business. But um, anyway, what what were you saying? What were you gonna say next?
0: No, I think that's all all good. I mean, because I, I think it is, it is great to have that perspective of. You know that that honesty and and sometimes I think people do struggle with having that real perspective of like, hey, this is how I really am, or these are my blind spots. Now, when you're working with clients, how do they usually respond when they like? Well, is it an aha moment? <laughs> see, here's here's the funny
1: thing though. This is what's so interesting, and I think I think this is so relevant. We we all have this moment. Here's the deal: we all have this moment where we catch a glimpse of the truth. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, we have an option to lean into it and think about, okay, hang on. Is there something happening here? Or to reject it because of ego, pride, I'm not comfortable with that truth, you know, what have you. We, I mean, we're all, we all go through this every single day, right? And so, like, great example. And, and by the way, I'm, I'm very authentic. I'm very transparent. I was talking with my wife and we got on some random conversation of, what's the meanest thing someone ever said to you? And I think I said something from like eighth grade. And then I asked her, what about you? And she was like, it's, she said something that I had said to her like four years prior. So I'm like, well, geez, like, I didn't know we were doing that. I thought, and she wasn't like, you know, in tears. I just, but it was a glimpse. It was a yeah. glimpse of, of my words have power mm-hmm. and, And here I am trying to impact other people. And out of carelessness, I've created, and not that she needed like therapy, but I I created a wound that now has left a mark for her to remember, to remember that situation by. Mm -hmm. And so we have these glimpses that we can lean into or we can reject. We could say, oh, you're just being a baby. Oh, it's four years ago. Just get over it. Or, you know, what have you. In the same way, what I try to do is, and this is, this is what everyone should do as a business owner. Anytime, because here's what happens. We become so addicted to the sale that we never stop to think about the quality of the sale. And what I, what I mean by that is the quality of the person who we're actually bringing, because here's the deal, we're talking about the person who's going to trust us with their finances, who we're going to deliver the product, solution, service, whatever to. It takes us, you know, they're picking us, but we have to also pick them a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. Because the worst thing you could do is to, is to, You know, have a Karen hire you and and she's awful to work with and it's miserable. And you're kind of like, geez, why did I take on this client? And they leave you a one-star review, and it really wasn't your fault. It was because of their totally unrealistic expectations. Mm -hmm. And so what every business owner needs to do is in those first introductory conversations, is just like you're being sized up, you're thinking about, is this person going to be worth my time, effort, and energy? Now, sometimes price can be a great way to uh, eliminate that, so yeah, that's why you don't wanna be the lowest price um, out, out on the market. But all that's to say, whenever I'm first talking to someone, it's you know they talk about how you, a great way to sell is to lead with value, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I do the same thing. I try to always give a little bit of insight, a little bit of coaching from the get-go, so this person get a, can get a feel of if I'm a, if I'm a good fit, but it's also yeah. for me to see how this person's going to internalize what I've just told them. Gotcha. So, great example. I had a prospective customer who we were talking about. Uh, she had had something like half of her staff turn over in the past, maybe 12 wow. to 18 months. Wow. It doesn't take uh-huh. a rocket scientist to figure <laughs> out that if half of your staff has quit, either, either like, you know, you're working, what's that show Mike's dirty jobs or whatever, you know, yeah. either you're working <laughs> in a job that's like really tough, you know, poor retention mm-hmm. or you're a terrible boss. Yeah. And so, you know, keeping to myself and who I am as a professional, we're just having this conversation and she says something like, well, and you know, people are, it's just so hard to find good work these days it's, and you know, millennial and I'm a millennial and she's like, well, you know, millennials and I'm like, lady, I don't know what you're telling me. Cause I'm a millennial, and, but so she says this and I say, um, I say, well, ma'am, and, and I always try to be very polite, but I said, I said, here's the deal. Here's what I know. Mm -hmm. From what I've experienced and I've worked, you know, in my company now for almost two years, I was in the corporate, corporate consulting world, executive coaching, uh, for four years before that. And so I've worked with, with tons of hundreds of professionals. And I said, I said, ma'am, here's the deal. In my experience, it could be that, you know, it was just a miss in the hiring world. You know, you just had bad luck. You had a string of bad hires, nothing you could do about it. But 99% of the time, what I've known to be true, when that many of your staff people quit, it's not them. It's you. Yeah. And, I, and I tried to say it as delicately as possible. Well, she scoffed. And she said, well, if you were to tell me that it's my fault, I would never hire you. Which is, is an insight to me and i just smiled and laughed and said okay yeah no problem but in my head i thought well I, you know even if you wanted to hire me i wouldn't want to work with you because you're you're showing me how you would internalize getting a glimpse of a new reality which could which which that that truth in that reality it's getting in front of the mirror and realizing okay wow there may be something about my management style That's keeping me from being more successful. And so what I try to do whenever I'm picking up clients is I try to find those people who, when I give them the hard truth and it's, and and not that I'm seeking that out, I'm not seeking to wound anyone. I mean, I've had great clients before who they're already phenomenal rock stars, But I'm looking for that client who really does want to go to the next level. You know, Mm -hmm. they're trapped. They're trapped at 800 grand in revenue and they really do want to get to a million. And they're thinking, I will totally revamp how I do business if that is what's keeping me from getting to whatever that goal is. Um, I'm not looking for the quick sale. And so Mm -hmm. I would say 99% of the time, my clients respond pretty pretty appropriately and pretty, um, man, yeah, I'm going to internalize that and use that. Mm Um, the other 1% of the time, if, if I, let's say I miss and I start working with someone who it's, they're not going to internalize it well. Um, typically those are short-term clients. It's, it's, Hey, you know what? I don't know if this is going to work long-term. Here's a recommendation for someone else. Um, and not that I'm not trying to improve my, I mean, sometimes I just miss. And so it doesn't necessarily click because I missed it. Um, but I, I just, in building my raving fans, I'm looking for a certain type of, of customer. Mm
0: -hmm. No, and that makes sense. And speaking of, like I said, the the type of work and the customers are looking for, you mentioned about your podcast and how can people, if they want to work with you, how can they get in touch with you?
1: Yeah, best way would be to uh, go to my website, uh, goodadvicecoaching.com, and then click on Programs. On programs, there's a few starter opportunities of where you can work with me. I have a few uh, four-week group programs that you can get into. It goes all the way from whether you are a brand new business owner or someone who's trying to start your business and you're trying to fast track it. Um, If you've been running your business for a while and you've just been really looking to how can I really break through. And then if you're managing people and you're thinking about how can I elevate my team, uh, there's some options there as well. On top of all of that stuff, you can also email me, Blake, at goodadvicecoaching.com. Um, we can find a way to work together.
0: Awesome. awesome. And how can they find your podcast?
1: Uh, literally go to any, any place you would ever listen to a podcast and type in the Good Advice Podcast, and you'll find it.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, Blake, thank you so much for being on the show, and thank you for all the wisdom that you dropped. Um, and, and I definitely highly recommend people. Um, definitely check out Blake's podcast. Um, I'm a listener of the podcast. Um, definitely look, at, look them up on LinkedIn. And also, can you repeat that book you mentioned before?
1: E-Myth Revisited, great book.
0: Got it, got it. So we'll definitely have to probably do a, a book review on that one oh, on yeah. the Business Talk Library.
1: <laughs> Love it, thanks for having me. All
0: right, no problem. And that concludes another episode of the Business Talk Library. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can connect with us on any social media platform, Instagram at Business Talk Library. LinkedIn, you can follow the Business Talk Library hashtag. You can also connect with us on Facebook and YouTube searching for Business Talk Library. If there's any topics that you would like addressed or any questions you have about your business or your career, career path that you would like for us to answer on the show feel free to shoot us a note on any of those platforms and we will try our best to get to them remember keep it simple